Woi woi, woi woi, woi woi. Then it then go on the radio again. Yo, if you wanna smoke free weed, go board yourself. You need to go plant a seed. Go board yourself, make your knowledge increase. Go board yourself, go board yourself. Hey, all right. Welcome to the show. This is episode 48 of Grow Bud Yourself. We got a great one for you guys. Mike and I are going to talk about New York legalization. Then we have an interview with Tommy and Elaine from Excelsior Extracts, as well as a great cultivation segment uh, with the Grow Tip and Q&A. And all brought to you by Diamond Cut Co., Excelsior Extracts, and Sweet Leaf Nutrients. Stick around. Episode 48 is coming at you. All right, welcome back, and as always, thank you to DJ Jacques and Winstrong. Here we are, episode 48, and uh, what news we have today about <laughs> New York, you guys. Light them up if you got them, smoke them, put some, put some smoke in the air for New York, for all the freedom fighters who have spent decades, decades trying to get to the place we're at right now, home grow social equity, funding for social equity, uh, consumption lounges, just, you know, uh, expungement of criminal records, so many great things in this bill um, that we were almost reluctantly going to accept less, and we ended up with more. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's, a, it's a big day. And, uh, you know, people who listened last week, they know a little bit about the background of what's been happening in New York. But as Dan hinted at, if this happened just a year ago, it would not be this bill. It would be a, a lot more restrictive. Yeah, I mean, the governor did not want home grow. Uh, a lot of other people did not want that. The, uh, the governor's bill did not have, I believe, social consumption lounges. Uh, or delivery so, services. Or delivery services. So we really got uh, a lot, a lot in this bill. And I think New York has uh, has the opportunity to be the showcase of how this can be done to benefit the right uh, entities and to benefit the people who've been most affected by the war on drugs. And here yeah. we go. The bill has been signed into law. It is official. And... Uh, it is now New York has become uh, the 16th state, I believe. Uh, 15th, I think. 15th. Officially. Okay. There's some controversy there, yeah, I, I guess, guess over, over the numbers. But, right. you know, e either way, uh, a huge state and we have legalized it in the state. And it's just still still kind of uh, a, in a dreamlike state, uh, in a state of disbelief a, a little bit, just because... Uh, it's hard to kind of wrap your mind around the fact that it's done. And certainly, you know, there's things to wait uh, for. We can't grow uh, for, if you're just, uh, you know, on the rec side, 21 and over, it's going to be 18 months after the first shop opens. So that could be close to two years from now. Uh, if you have your med card, however, you can start growing six months uh, into the bill. So I, would recommend getting your med card if you're interested in doing home grow in New York. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be a while obviously before these things are all implemented, but true. I, but I just want to say that there's some stuff in this bill that we would never have expected, even in the best of circumstances. Like you could smoke cannabis, you can consume cannabis anywhere that smoking tobacco is permitted. Yeah. Wow. Like walking down the street. Amazing. That is just, <laughs> wow. Well, you know, it makes me think of all the people who fought so hard for this. Uh, too numerous to mention. It's been a long time coming, and it's incredible that we're finally there. It, it definitely, you know, took a long time. We still got to keep the, their feet to the fire. We still got to make sure it's all done the right way. But, man, what a huge step in the right direction for New York uh, that has been languishing, you know, even our medical pro program didn't allow for smoking. So it's like, I was just going to say, you know, it's sort of the opposite of a lot of states like in Washington and, and even in California, they had very strong medical programs. So legalization, you know, was a little controversial for some people here. <laughs> recreational cannabis is actually fixing our medical 
uh, program because smoking cannabis was not permitted for medical in New York, and now it will be. Uh, you could have a 60-day a supply as opposed to 30 as it was. They're expanding the list of qualifying conditions. So, you know, the bill does a lot for medical also. Yeah. I mean, you can possess three ounces outside of, you know, the house and five pounds inside your home. <laughs> <laughs> I just... <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, it's an abundance of riches for, for us as New Yorkers. 24 and grams of concentrates. Not bad. Yeah. That's a couple days supply. That'll work. <laughs> Absolutely. Now we're, we're talking about the rec numbers there, not the medical. So yeah, three ounces and five pounds is the, uh, is what any adult over 21 can, can have. Yeah. It's a major change, uh, for a lot of people. And I think it's going to have a lot of repercussions, uh, throughout the country and the region and hopefully throughout the world. You know, think about the people, our friends upstate, uh, growing hemp, that can now uh, grow cannabis as well, and uh, it's just a lot, a lot to, a lot to wrap our minds around. But it's we're, we're in an amazing place, and it happened. It took a very long time to happen, and then it just happened very quickly. <laughs> yeah, that is the truth, and mostly I think thanks to, you know, first of all, social equity gaining sort of traction, and also because Cuomo didn't have the negotiating. Um, power that he's had in in past years we really got a good bill i think it looks like at least at this point yeah you know and all the people who took buses up to albany to lobby man it's amazing we're and interestingly you know there just seems to be this trend right now where legalization is very popular because new york is not the only state new mexico is on the verge they um the governor is ready to sign a bill as soon as it passes which could be literally any day now and also virginia is getting close and so yeah i mean uh schumer himself i think came out and said they ha- that there's got to be a, a federal change made right based well, on the poll says that three and four uh, voters so what the 75 percent of voters are in favor of uh legalizing federally but one person who isn't is the president he favors decriminalization but he does not yet favor legalization yeah well he may not have the final say on all of this because it's ultimately going to come down to what we want uh, and what we force or uh, not force but what we (laughs) get from our representatives and what we convince them is important and i think if schumer pelosi and everybody else puts pressure on biden including, you know, the vice president and, and everyone else, I think, you know, he'll do he'll do the right thing, it, ultimately, if uh, if given the opportunity. So let's see what happens. It really could happen. If you add up the populations of people who live in legal states at this point, it's near, if not more than half of the population of the United States. And that in and of itself is, to me, enough to reason to make a federal change yeah it is wild so yeah we'll see what's around the the bend but uh you know you got to appreciate the moment uh, as it occurs and right now here in new york dan and i are are uh, just very happy that that we have legalized indeed put some smoke in the air for new york y'all well, that's uh, that's exciting news. Other exciting news is that we have a great show for you with a with an excellent cultivation segment and a really really exciting interview. Yes, indeed. Uh, Elaine and Tommy of Excelsior Extracts, longtime friends and uh, great growers, great people, uh, with an incredible story. So I say, without further ado, why don't we uh, take a little break? and come back with Tommy and Elaine and Excelsior Extracts. Hey guys, Grow Bud Yourself is so proud to be sponsored by Sweet Leaf Nutrients. They have an incredible line of organic and synthetic nutrients, uh, amazing amendments, Great stuff on their website. And using the code DANKO15, you can get 15% off of everything at sweetleaf.com. That's S-U-I-T-E-L-E-A-F. They have amazing organic fertilizers, amendments, indoor hydroponic grow tent kits, 
uh, smell proof bags, duffel bags, all kinds of backpacks, and an incredible line of newts that work wonderfully with cannabis. We got a great promotion going on with Patreon, where we're giving away sweet leaf nutrients at those different levels and lots of promo codes there as well. So we are just super psyched to have Sweet Leaf on as a sponsor for the show and we hope that you will also support them join us on our patreon page for some free newts and check out their site sweetleaf.com for nutrients and more all right welcome back and we are so privileged and honored to have my friends for so long and great supporters of the podcast Tommy and Elaine from Excelsior Extracts. Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. And uh, we got a lot to get into, so uh, I'm going to get right into it. Uh, can you guys just a little bit about um, your history with cannabis, early on experiences, and, and, and what, it, uh, what it meant for you early, early in your life? Yeah, we started growing um, many, many years ago, back in the good old bad days, we like to call it. Because I um, I have a seizure disorder and I also have RSD and I wasn't able to keep down my seizure meds. So Tommy's like, let's let's you know the anti nausea meds aren't working. Let's try let's let's just try weed. I was always a stoner. Knew you got the munchies and that uh, had heard about appetite suppressant. You know, for like yeah, maybe appetite, to, yeah, make sure that it would increase your appetite for like people with cancer and such like that. So I was like. What if we, you know, she smoked occasionally, but not as like a medicine. I was like, what if you try to smoke before your meals and then you're able to actually, you know, get some food down and then hold down these meds because they're so harsh on your stomach and she's just throwing them all up. And so we went from using cannabis recreationally to actually really investigating it and finding out how to use it so that you get the efficacy you need. On the medical front, it helped me keep my it helped me keep my seizure meds down, um, and eventually I was able to get off my seizure meds. I don't take any seizure meds because I use cannabis completely. My doctors have even said it's amazing. Um, so that's how we got into it. We we just wanted to in the beginning we were you know smokers. So once we figured that out, it, our next issue was man, it's hard getting this good weed, good quality medicine. Yeah, cannabis. Uh, routinely. We were driving hours and hours and hours, calling people and they're calling people. It's just, it became a lot of work and we didn't have it consistently. So the next step was, you know, I've seen these magazines and they're telling you how to grow and look, you know, where to order seeds. Hey, let's just go ahead and set up a little area and we can grow enough medicine you know, for for you to be able to take it, eat, and I'll be able to smoke some too. Yeah, get and stoned. so that's what we did. <laughs> we started we started growing our own, and um, and we started in the bay. We started in the attic until we overflowed the attic with our Aerojets 360 system. The roots overgrew everything. The you know the lights were leaking water. So we're like, okay, this isn't going to work up here. That we outgrew the system. Um, and we went down to the basement <laughs> and um, yeah, we just, we weaned me off of all my um, anti-seizure meds. We weaned me off of any pain meds that I was still on. And we used cannabis strictly for me for, for medical reasons. And but this is before there were medical laws on the books, exactly. right? This was the good old bad days. Early 2000s. So yeah. Right. So then, uh, then, you know, you guys got pretty active online helping other people to grow yeah, because we really felt like, okay, we've got this great plant. We see that it helps me. It's helping me. How can we help other people? So then we started going to Overgrow, and we went on there. And honestly, we 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 were we were blessed because we'd gotten a whole bunch of great seeds to start out with, and we started giving out cuts to people because we're like, listen, we've got great strains that are working. Let's give them to people. And I think we became known as you know giving helping lots of newer growers out getting people growing. It was a growing. real tight community on there. People were, you know, pretty into it that we were have, on there. And we're still friends with these people. And they were day. like, went on there for like therapeutic reasons to like talk through issues. Like she, she chose to go online and I would do the building and the checking of the plants. And she would, she would go on there for like four, five hours in the morning, you know, like she might get up on at like 6am 
and be on there. And like we built a community. 11. We built relationships with people. Like you don't. I wish people could understand because it's kind of lost in today's cannabis world. The community we had, where it really was us against them. We were always looking out for each other. It was a real. It was a family. It was you know there weren't a lot of us, or we kept our heads underground as much as possible. You know, and 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 we became a very tight knit family. And you know, we went from Overgrow to IC Mag. Um, At that point, we've got edibles, and she's you know formed bonds with people, and we're right. sending them butter and anything like they'd be like, oh, I have this relative that might have terminal cancer. So or- we got big into that helping patients out or people that knew somebody that needed something. Um, you know, we had more than we needed. So that, you know, that became a big focus for us. When we came back, you know, from being on the run, we had to go testify before the Rhode Island Senate. And a man, um, he, a quadriplegic man comes up to me and he's kind of crying. He says, could you please shake my hand? And I said, yes, of course. And I reached Jake saying, he said, I just, you know, he's typing it out through his thing. He said, I just want to thank you. You don't know me. But many, many years ago, before you guys got into trouble, you used to help me. I never got to meet you, but your your medicine made my life better. He goes, and I've wanted to meet you all these years. He goes, I came here specifically just to say thank you. And, you know, that that matters to us. That That's important. It's always been, for me, that's what's, you know, I wanted to help people. And like I used to be a paramedic and I used to be able to help people with my hands. I lost that ability, but you know, thanks to Tommy saying, let's grow cannabis. I'm able to help people with my plants and um, now I have a purpose. It's wonderful. Right. Exactly. So you were known as outcast Elaine and uh, Tommy was T O H or the other half. (laughs) And Uh, The sharing of genetics, of uh, edibles, of information continued until uh, you guys decided to start something called Nugs and Jugs, where people actually met in real life. And uh, certain things that weren't necessarily, you know, certain adult uh, activities were involved as well, right? Yeah, we, um, okay, we we had a party called Nugs and Jugs. And the reason we called it Nugs and Jugs um, nugs, obviously, flower jugs. We had we had exotic dancers there. The reason we brought exotic dancers there is because, listen, let's face it, a bunch of guys to look at, not so much fun. We can eat, we can smoke, whatever. But you know, I, I I'm just we we needed a little entertainment outside of the garden. Uh, we got some great girls to come out. We had an awesome time. Um, the girls said it's probably the best flower they've ever smoked. They'd never seen anything like it. Um, we had growers from the first one we did in our home in Massachusetts, and we had a grower from Ireland there. I think there were only like 30 people that showed up at the first one, and it was amazing, but there was a let's go bigger. So the next one we went to California, and that one we did on top of a mountain. Incredible party. And then the one we did in, in Vermont, I mean, Tommy and I personally brought brought up hundreds of clones. I can remember Swerve running up the stairs at the Nugs and Jugs in Cali with a tray of clones saying, who do these go to? Just as the landlord is like, where is Elaine? We need, I need to talk to Elaine. There are too many people here. <laughs> Nugs and Jugs was a way of, it was kind of like our industry party. It wasn't, there wasn't anyone selling anything there. There wasn't anyone, it wasn't about that. It was our industry. No sponsors. There were no sponsors. If you were growing and you loved the plant and you were maintaining the integrity of the plant, come on out. We wanted to see you. Well, you mentioned being on the run. Uh, You know, I don't want to dwell on it too much, but you guys, uh, a snitch uh, basically snitched you guys out to get out of their own troubles. In 2011. Uh, and your grow was raided mm-hmm. while you were not home. So you, you were able to find out. On the way to Colorado for nugs and jugs. <laughs> <laughs> right. We got raided. At the time, we were the largest plant seizure in the state of Massachusetts. Um, uh, I guess we got some notoriety from that or whatever. And we were horrified because we just considered ourselves growers. And suddenly we're these big you know, conspiracy, criminal conspiracy things. And that's not us. We're growers. We're, 
we're the people who are having the spaghetti dinner for the football team. You know, we're, we're your neighbors, we're your friends. And suddenly we're on the run like we're criminals. And that was, I, we won't get into too much because it was. But that's where we get a lot of time to start coming up with all these products. That's where the topic came from because we couldn't yeah, go. I mean, we'll have to do a whole episode. We'll have to do a whole episode just about. Uh, okay. I went on the, when I went on the run, I just had a hysterectomy and I couldn't go to the doctor about it. I was having issues. So what did I turn to? Cannabis. And we made sex loop. So, I mean, the plants will deliver. We have shampoo. We have uh, body oil, um, face cream, under eye cream. We do it all. And it all came out of the necessity of we need these things, but we're too afraid to go out of the house. We don't want to get anything. And we had uh, and lots of flour. And it was just the two of us. And so we just started making products. And I mean, I think Tommy and I, you know, were shoulders deep in topicals and yeah. we love it, you know, and who would have thought because you don't get high from the topicals. You're not getting high. You're not getting any psychoactive effect because in order to get the psychoactive effect, it's got the THC has to permeate the blood brain barrier. You do not get that with topicals unless um, it's, you know, a patch and it's got like things in it that'll help it get through the skin. But usually topicals do not permeate the blood brain barrier. So you don't get the psychoactive effects, but you get all the other benefits of pain relief, stress relief, healing. Like I've got lung cancer and I'm constantly getting, um, so and we rub the relief rub on the holes where they do the thoracentesis and they like that, you know, they just, they, they heal. So a lot of, a lot of the topicals for me right now are helping me quite a bit. My, my skin is so sensitive from the cancer and the treatments and I use my topicals and my skin just feels great. You know, it's not cracking anymore. So yeah, I mean, we, we at Excelsior take care of your mind and your body because that equals a happy soul. Isn't that what we all want? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now we could do a whole show and I, I think we should at some point do a show just on uh, the time you guys spent on the run, but how many years uh, did, did that take? Because I mean, six and a half altogether. So six and a half years separated from, you know, your friends and family all for growing medicinal cannabis mm -hmm. in a state where, medical marijuana was actually legal at the time, right? It became, it became medical time, after. By the time we get home. Right. Wow. Okay. All right. And I understand that Dr. Grinspoon, Dr. Lester Grinspoon played a role in helping you guys uh, through that time as well. Lester. Absolutely. People, people do not realize what a real hero of the plant that Lester is. Um, I, we lost somebody who, who really put their, put everything on the line for this plant, um, everything, and not just for the plant, but for people like me, for people like you, for people who don't even know who Lester is. He was doing, he was doing this for them so that we don't have to worry about going to jail for using a plant that actually is an effective medicine as well. Um, Lester is a true hero. It, it, it's, I'm lucky that I got to meet him, uh, that, that I was able to call him my friend. He probably going to start crying again. He's, um, I've never met anyone who I respect so much for standing in their belief and giving, giving up as much as he gave up for this, for this plant, for people like me, for people like you, for people like Tommy, that's, that's amazing. They don't make them like that anymore. Well, I got to say he was lucky because uh, he always wanted to try the Dr. Les Lester Grinspoon strain. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. and you guys were instrumental in making that happen. As soon as we got back from being on the run, he we was like... Literally started our court case, got back in touch with them, and he was like... He said, I've got seeds. I'm getting them from Amsterdam. <laughs> they only had three left. Yeah, in they a They didn't vault. even have a pack. And they were they came from like Germany or something, and uh, yeah, we grew them out. And, and he smoked it. He says the best smoke he's ever had. He loved it. He, he would take it to the he would take it to the nursing home and have it with his know, little volcano. Have it with the whole of his right. the volcano. Rise it, yeah, and mm -hmm. it was amazing, you know. And the old people in there were doing the relief rub and stuff. Oh, Betsy would tell us stories. It was awesome. Like they <laughs> they were getting real relief. It was you know and. And I remember Lester saying, you know, you're never too old. People don't realize this plant 
you're, you know, if they say it's for younger people, it's, this plant is for everybody. And, you know, I, I, I will always remember Lester saying that this plant is for everybody and nobody has the right to take it from anybody. And Absolutely. I'm sure Lester fought for all of us for as, as long and as hard and as tireless as he did. He is someone who I have immense respect for. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you guys are known as incredible growers. Uh, people love the flowers and the extracts, the hash, everything that you guys produce. Uh, the edibles are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I haven't. I don't think I've tried anything stronger. Uh, and I'm sure that's just based on the fact that they're meant for real, true pain relief and, and yeah. med- medicinal properties. Um, let's talk a little bit about growing because, like I said, you guys are 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 known for it and amazing growers. And one of the things that I noticed uh, when covering your gardens for high times uh, years years ago uh, was you guys grow in a perpetual style. Yes. Um, can you talk a little bit about? Uh, what that entails, because you're basically harvesting like every two weeks or every week, or how does that work? Yeah, it, you want- we are constantly uh, taking down plants. You know, it's not more than every ten days that we have to take down a, a set of plants. And so we're always of, taking clones. Instead of allowing the flower to go from start to finish, you break it up into uh, whatever uh, amount you want: thirds, quarters halves, whatever, but that means you're going to harvest, you know, that portion at a time, clean that area the best you can and refill it with plants again. And then, you know, another 10 days later, you're taking the middle of the room and you just keep it going and you got to do that in veg as well. So you're always taking cuts. You have your, and then you take your, your vigorous, your most vigorous cuts. You transplant those over, watch yet They're in veg. So they're growing along. You're, tra- you're taking out a flower. You're harvesting that. As soon as your veg is big enough, it's going in. You're putting more p- plants out of the cloner into veg again. More plants. It's just a constant wheel, always, always going. You, you're never, never stopping. Never stopping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And if that wasn't complicated enough, you guys also do this with multiple strains at the same time. Yes. Uh, so tell me a little bit about uh, growing multiple strains at the same time. And also, I've said that for years, and I can say that because I've never met a strain that I wouldn't do, and um, and it's it's true because you never know where that unicorn is going to be. You just you just don't know. You don't want to be a pot tom and say, "Oh, I don't know where those seeds came from." I don't know. I don't know because the unicorn is out there. Trust me. And early on, we we were really bucking things because people might only have three different strains in the you know under their belt. And they might only run one at a time type of thing. But there's the difference when growing for medical like we were. We Different strains have different effects. And that's what, we're, that's what we were going for. We, when I say unicorn, I'm going for what works best for my pain. Now, I have RSD pain, but I also have cancer now, too. Um, Tommy's an insulin-dependent diabetic, so he's got neuropathy. So we use different... Sometimes we'll do blends. I'll take my I'll take ChemD with smooth glue. And that for me at night, it's it's an amazing, amazing, amazing blend. Um, I'll put it in the flake pen because I can't smoke much anymore, but I'll put that in my flake pen. And I'm telling you, the ChemD and the smooth ChemD by by ChemDog, Greg, and Smooth Glue by City Slickers Genetics. Unbelievable. The smoothness of that. Incredible. So that's where the multiple strains come in. When you're doing a medical grow, you need to have multiple strains. There's you you can't just say, okay, when you go into the store and you're like, hey, I've got um I've got to take these vitamins. You like to see multiple different types of vitamins or multiple brands of vitamins, and you decide which one works best for you. Cannabis is the same way, but you can't decide if you don't have the flavors. So it's very important for me as a grower to have flavors that work for my needs. Tommy has different needs. So he's got different flavors. It might be for sleeping. It might be for appetite. And each strain varies with how much of that it has in it. And we have a notebook with each strain that we've ever grown, which tells you every single thing there is to know about that strain in relation to what it does for pain, what it does for sleeping, what it does for appetite. Okay, I've got tinnitus ringing in my ears. Um, 
Strawberry cough is actually a great strain for that. Strawberry cough is great for tinnitus. Um, used it for years. It's probably one of the best there is. Anything, anything with strawberries is in it is very good for tinnitus, I found. So, you know, we're able to go back to our, our logs and say, hey, let me see. I, I remember when I did this um, um, Biggie Smalls, and that was really good. And then I did it with a chocolate trip, and that was really good. So, you know, that's how we'll go back to our books and figure out what to use when we need it. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, when you're growing multiple strains, I would assume that that means you, you're keeping multiple mother plants. Yes. Um, now talk about the pheno hunting that you do when you get a pack of seeds, uh, you know, how you figure out which one of those seeds is going to be your mother plant ultimately. That's actually a, a tricky little process <laughs> there to do right. Um, fresh, take a year. You're popping your seeds. You uh, go put them into flower once they get big enough, and then you got to sex them. Take copious notes about how it grows. Remove the males at that point. And um, we like to have taken cuts before we put them into flower. Now, we have no idea which ones are males or females, but we're this is right before we're putting them into flower. So within 10 to 14 days, we know the males and we go back into the cloner and just remove that row of uh, what's going to be male there. And now we're down to the females. You see which female gives better clones, which is more vigorous. Yep, you know, We've it, got a few clones of each phenotype at this point. And then you beat those up. But we have no clue how the strain is at this point. We still have to finish the grow. We want to see if we can beat her up. Will she get her? Will she get Hermes? If she gets Hermes, we're going to get rid of her. But if we beat her up and she can take it all and she doesn't get Hermes, then, then she's going to, she's going to hang around for a while and we're going to investigate her some more. It's, it's a very rigorous process. We got to do a little cannabis competition and have a smoke off and, you know, really judge these strains. Weed to leaf ratio for trimming because that that all comes into play, trimming. How long is it going to take to trim? There are some strains that just take Ugh. triple the time. There's just nothing but leaf on it, and you'll find that you just don't have. And you've got to decide: time. is this strain worth it? Is this is this strain worth? Is this juice worth the squeeze? Like you'll see things right away that jump out at you with the plant. You're like, wow, this one's got something. Like you just know sometimes that this one's got it, and you'll see as that plant grows, it'll be the standout one. You know, in some packs, you might not get much of anything, but then in other packs, you'll get something that blows you away. So I, we got some really good stuff in Solomon Grundy. If yeah, you, it's like if going you. through uh, sports cards. <laughs> Grade, grading them. Need, need, need it, got it, need it, got it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, um, let's talk a little bit about troubleshooting as well. Um, I know we're going to do a special uh, short video segment for our Patreon subscribers uh, about dealing with russet mites, which I know you guys have been through, but let's just talk more in general uh, about IPM and uh, water quality issues and things as far as uh, just troubleshooting in the garden. When you see something that you don't like a leaf is just have been going through this. Um, We are water. We're on a well, so we're not we're not city water, town water. We're on a well, and we actually have a farm across the street from us. Um, and what's what they use on their farm has been leaching into our water, and it, we ended up getting pythium and fusarium in our well water. <laughs> sky high amounts. Sky high amounts, like unbelievable. We were having a real problem growing. Like we we kept calling. I'm like these plants. I don't know what's going on, and it it. It was everything. You would see everything going on with the plant, drooping, um, lack of vigor. You would go through everything and nothing. You, It wasn't bugs. So we really had to start thinking outside of the box because I'm like, we've got what's not bugs. It's not, I, I can't think of anything. And, um, and we had had our well tested, but it's uh, different times of the year. You know, these things spike and we happen to have it tested at a drier time. So there's not runoff and it's not bringing things to that, you know, to the well. And, you know, what people aren't realizing nowadays is when you're growing, it is a it is a it's a commercial agricultural crop grown everywhere. It's got to be treated as such. 
It cannot be, hey, I've got a plant in my basement and I'm going to take 50 cuts and send it to a friend. Because you could take 50 cuts of that plant that's got the hoplatin viroid. And guess what you've just done? Especially if you're sending those cuts to a breeder and he's going to breed to that. Now his, his plants have that virus, that viroid. And that's what I don't think people are grasping. It took me a while to grasp it, is that these diseases and these viroids can get into the seed stock. And that's a real problem. As a, a grower for me, that's very, 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 very scary. And, um, you know, once again, it comes down to knowing the breeders, knowing the breeders who are breeding. Because if you get these, and we're on an automatic watering system, everything, everything had to be taken down. Everything, the virus, the viroid, the pathogen, which was in our case was Fusarium epithium, stayed in our system. Actually, we cleaned everything out. We thought we were great, but you know what we didn't do? Fiskers. So guess what? When we went and defoliated, sent it all over spread the garden. From, spread uh, it like wildfire. The moms back to the vent. Spread it like wildfire. Didn't even think of that. The Fiskers. Didn't even think of it. Because we started trying, you know, sourced water. Yeah. And it came back. So we were like, no, it can't be the water. But it was the tools, we're, the instruments we were using. Right. And we learned, like, that the proper new way to do it now that uh, the weed is going into more of a um, a crop when it's like it's, a, it's an agricultural when crop it's now. an agricultural crop all these things are more common with it it's no longer like your backyard you know house and garden type and that's what Tommy and I learned we have and to take all our instruments soaking them in uh, in ninety um, percent alcohol and this is between plants like you defoliate one plant dip it in the yep. alcohol change your gloves, and then work on the other plant. And your sterilization has to be on point, or you can spread viruses, viroids, and pathogens, and you can take out your garden in 20, it can take 36 hours and your whole garden is gone. And I'm telling you, these things, I've never, never dealt with, we went, you know, because when you have something, it's like CSI, Cannabis Scene Investigator. You go down every single thing. It's like you take that plant apart, literally, and you go through every single thing that it could be. And we were coming up blank. Like we had um, we had White Coat Services. He came in. We were like, we need your help. Uh, he, he, it was the russets. A, he got us on an amazing IPM. Yeah, he's, he's great. And we, you know, that's why we determined we were pest free. You know, we'd start over, follow the IPM to the But the leaves, teeth. the leaves would be so gnarled. You didn't, I mean, I've got pictures of it. I'm going to start posting about it. I didn't want to post until I figured it out because if I don't know what's going on, I don't want to tell. I was shooting in the dark, throwing things at the wall to make it stick. And then one day it was like, it's the water. It's the water. And people don't realize that our water quality out there is bad real bad if you're using and it's hard to use RO systems because of how much water you're using we want to be you know we, we want to be environment environmentally responsible and we don't want to waste all that water so what do you do you know what do you do in situations like that so UV lights are great that's worm blowing UV lights um, the big boys are also really good you know we worked with Hydro Earth our grocery store around here and and they helped us out tremendously mm -hmm. um, you know, the most important thing is make good contacts with with your grow store, with your other growers in your area, um, and talk about yeah. what's going on. Talk about it. We had to be open about it. Growers you know. tend to be really quiet, not want to say anything no bad. Everything's great. They've got an issue because. <laughs> and Tommy and I are the opposite. If we got a problem, we want to talk about it because if we got a problem, someone else is going to end up with that problem. That's the way we get it. And growers etiquette is, and we learned in the good old bad days, growers etiquette is about taking care of growers. You help other growers if you can, because we're in this together. So growers etiquette is help other growers out. And I hope that Tommy and I will always be remembered as people who something was wrong with our garden. We weren't going to hide it from anybody. We were going to talk about it because the only way to get better and get past issues is to have communication, talk about them. And we all know what's on going on and we're all on the same page. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now, as sponsors of the show, we always talk about your THC-infused pain rub. Can you tell me a little bit about how you developed that and, 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 and the effectiveness of that? Yes. 
We developed that specifically for my leg. Um, I've had over 32 surgeries to my leg. I have reflex sympathetic dystrophy. Um, I don't use pain medication for, uh, I only use cannabis for my RSD pain. And um, I was getting holes in my leg. This is when we were on the run. I was getting holes in my leg and I couldn't go to the doctor. I was constantly getting these holes. So, you know, cannabis heals. We know that. Um, so I decided to make it into well, what I was doing. My first thought was a poultice. Um, that didn't work out so well. That was a mess. <laughs> it was horrible. Um, and, um, I ended up getting high because I ate the poultice. Don't ask me why. I'm like, well, I'll just try it this way. Big mistake. Got really high. But in that dawning of it, while I was really high and sitting there like glued to the couch, I'm like, wait, this is it. The idea came to me how to do it. So we started doing it, um, you know, trial and error. We got it to the right consistency and um, it's very heavily concentrated. So there's a lot of THC in it. There's no CBD in it. We don't use CBD because I'm on Keytruda and the CBD does not work with Keytruda. I've been told I can't use um, any CBD products while I'm on the Keytruda study. So all of our products only have THC and then no CBD. We do have CBD products, but the ones I use are THC. And the relief rub is strictly THC. And we've had people who have had major surgery. And instead of using painkillers, they use the cream on their chest and it closed up their, I mean, people tell, people tell us it's, I know what it does for me. And then when people tell me what it does for them, that just really makes us happy because yeah. we want to help. We, Listen. The goal with that one was to try to get as much THC in it as we could. We had made some other products, uh, lotions and body rub. and well, We uh, wanted something that worked for pain. This one, we were like, how much THC can we get into it? And we put like as much as we would for a batch of 50 cookies, <laughs> which was a tremendous amount. And we only came out with about 20 uh, containers of the relief rub. So like there's a tremendous amount of THC in that. But you need to have it because you've got we it need it needs to work. Okay. The worst thing is bait and switch. If someone tells me that, you know, I can use something that's gonna help me get better and it'll work, I'll I'll get it, I'll use it. But if it doesn't work, I'm gonna be upset. And the way I look at it is anybody that I'm working with, I don't want them to ever say, you know, she bait and switched me. Excelsior bait and switched us. We don't ever want that. Um, if we say it's going to help for your pain, you betcha it's going to help for your pain. Amazing. We find everything that we do. We we use it ourselves. So Awesome. Well, let's talk about uh, making your dreams come true uh, and some new news uh, about that. Okay. Well, this is pretty exciting. And this is the first time we're actually saying this. Well, you know, but this is the first time we're actually saying it. we are doing something called JNL Enterprises. JNL is... J is for joints, L is for pounds. And we are doing a cultivation center. We we are doing it. We've gotten the approval. We're building out. And um, I am making my dream come true. I am making it come true. I've got, I've set a goal and I'm doing it. And even with this stupid lung cancer, it's not going to stop me. Tommy and I, a long time ago, said that one day we were going to be able to do what we do and not have to look over our shoulders and be afraid that we would go to jail. And we're finally going to have that opportunity. And even if I don't live long enough to see it, it's going to be so great to know that he's never going to have to be on the run or go to jail. And we're going to bring people who are really deserving. We've got a few people who, you know, were they put in a lot of work in, in the community and they wouldn't have had a chance to get over any other way. So we're trying to help people like us, you know, who didn't always have a chance, who might not have gotten in there. And that's what we're going to do. And I'm, and we're, we're going to do it and we're going to grow some great flour and we're going to, we're going to medicate the hell out of everybody. Yeah. Well, you'll be able to find it in the dispensaries uh, early next year. Yeah. Hopefully uh, you'll find relief rubs and dispensaries and pot shops all over the place. And that's in Massachusetts. Yeah. And we are making our dreams come true. We never, and you know what, Danny, we got to thank you because years ago you told us guys, you love what you do. Go for it. If this is what you love, go for it. Danny, we've listened to you and we've gone for it. And even though we took a different route, you know, we, we went a roundabout way. We're doing it, Danny. We're doing it. And thank you for always believing in us and supporting us like you have. You have yeah. been 
one of the best friends we could ever, ever have wanted to have. And, and we love you. I second that. Yeah. Amazing. Thank awesome. you so much. And we Thank also you. say that we use Sweet Leaf Nutrients because they're that's, the best. That's what we've been using. Yeah, we use Sweet Leaf Nutrients. So, and uh, yeah, we can't, can't say enough about them. Um, I would say the Terps on our stuff is better now than it, than it's ever, ever been. And we've used every type of nutrient that there is. And we keep coming back to Sweet Leaf because it always delivers that extra flavor. And that's that been our, our niche with flour is that we flavor. really have, you know, flavor in it. Like I said, we're very lucky. We've been in, we've been in this business for a really long time. We've made amazing friends. We've, we know just amazing people. And um, yeah, we're, we're very lucky. We're making our dreams come true. And, and, and the topicals will be available too. Topicals, <laughs> you'll be able to get them in Holyoke, Canada, hopefully sometime soon enough. Cool. Well, congratulations. And that's amazing news and information for us. And uh, if people want to learn more, they should follow you guys on Instagram at Excelsior Extracts. Yes. Yeah. Or the original Outcast. That's me. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Well, if you guys have any uh, last words, for our listeners, keep smoking the best people demand the best, always demand the best in this new cannabis industry. Subpar is not something you want to do. Go for the best. It's out there. Trust me, find it, get it and smoke the best. All right. We're, we're finally getting what we all wanted and uh, where you don't have to hide under rocks for this medicine anymore. And, you know, like, let's just all enjoy this. Smoke loud and be proud. to each other. (laughs) Absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Tommy and Elaine of Excelsior Extracts. We could chat with you guys forever, but uh, we'll be back after these messages with more Grow Bud Yourself. Thanks, you guys. Hey, you guys, I really want to thank our sponsors from Excelsior Extracts. These are great friends of the show, uh, great friends of mine for many years, incredible growers, incredible people, and they have made some incredible products as well, including their THC-infused pain rub. And you know it works because you're talking about people who are real, true cannabis medical patients that are making this. Just want to shout out Outcast and, and uh, T-O-H. Check them out on Instagram at Excelsior Extracts. That's E-X-C-E-L-S-I-O-R-E-X-T-R-A-C-T-S. Excelsior Extracts. DM them if you're interested in trying out that pain relief rub. Tell them Grow Bud Yourself sent you. And uh, yeah, man, thank you to uh, T and O from Excelsior for sponsoring the show and being just such great friends and supporters. All right, welcome back. Thank you to Tommy and Elaine of Excelsior Extracts for coming on the show. That was great. Uh, The cultivation segment is brought to you by Diamond Cut Co. Premium quality trimming scissors. Uh, Don't trim without them. These are made by growers for growers with conscious ergonomic designs. There's lots of great options, five different scissors, free shipping available, uh, expedited shipping in case you really need the scissors fast. Remember the code DANKO20 gets you 20% off of everything at Diamond Cut Co. So check them out at diamondcutco.com or Instagram at diamond.cut.co. Thank you, uh, Diamond Cut, and welcome to the Cultivation segment. Our listeners know it is an off fortnight, so that means that we start off with a grow tip. Each week, Dan likes to talk about a a tip that will help you become a better grower. So what do you want to talk about this week? Yes. So in honor of uh, the New York law passing, including the home grow, uh, which actually allows for six plants uh, for each individual, but 12 plants in a household. So... Uh, If there's more than one adult in the household, you can grow 12 plants, meaning six flowering and six immature plants. So keeping that in mind, uh, you know, people think, oh, only six plants. Well, there's no limit on the size of the plants. So you can get more out of each plant uh, if you use these tips. This is going to be my tips on how to harvest more uh, from each plant. So basically, these are techniques to have a bigger harvest. And... 
These start during the vegetative stage. Uh, this is the time for pruning if you're going to prune or training your plants to achieve more branches. Uh, that's the way you're going to get bigger plants and a heavier harvest. Uh, once a plant has three or more nodes as it's growing in its vegetative stage, so once it goes from basically a seedling into a vegetative plant, you can start this process. Uh, it could be as simple as just trimming the tops off of your growing shoots, uh, but there's other ways to prune selectively in order to have uh, more flowering tops. And really that's what we're after. So there's also the low stress technique, LST technique, uh, which consists of weighing down or tying down the branches uh, to increase your canopy surface area uh, so that light reaches deeper and turns some of those secondary uh, tertiary branches into actually main tops, which is really what you're after here. Um, bushier plants are gonna produce more pot. So, you know, you can have that Christmas tree style with the one main cola, uh, but that's not going to yield as much as the menorah style uh, where it's a bushy plant with lots of main colas. So that's really what you're after if you have the vegetative time to do all of this. So uh, I, I also like using a sinker, like a weight of some kind uh, that, you know, like they use for fishing way down way down the main branch without having to cut it so you take that first top shoot your main top shoot and you kind of slowly bend it and then weigh it down once that branch sags below your lower branches a chemical signal is sent to those lower branches basically convincing them that the top branch is dead which it is not but uh suddenly they're not subordinate to that main top anymore and they can each become a dominant branch so uh, this is a great way to significantly raise your yield without actually cutting that top off at all or any kind of pruning you just hang it down lower that top branch lower than a lower branch and all the lower branches will suddenly become uh, main colas and that's a really great way and you'll keep that main main top stem as well it'll just be bent down uh, but once that flowers out that'll be a top as well um, a little bit later in your vegging you can introduce a trellising system uh, during that stage and this helps spread your branches wide uh, which increases the amount of light that's going to reach the interior and thus more branching and more tops uh, there's lots of different styles of trellising. You can use chicken wire, you can use string, uh, some people use metal bars. Uh, what they all share in common is basically just spreading your canopy, creating a more level uh, canopy or surface area for that light to reach. Uh, and branches that are tucked underneath that trellis are going to produce many more bud sites than branches that just grow straight upwards. Uh, so be sure to use some type of trellis or another to get the most out of each plant. Some companies make trellising kits that work uh, with five-gallon buckets and just individually trellis out a single plant. That works really well as well. Um, as the growing shoots approach that trellis, you just bend them in different directions to fill the empty holes in the canopy. And re really that's you know the screen of green that people talk about. Uh, once they start the flowering process, leave those branches alone until it's time to harvest. Uh, take care when you're removing those branches from the trellis, uh, not to damage your trichome glands. Uh, you know, grind them on the string or the wire. Um, if it's string, the best thing to do is just cut the string out before you, you even begin to harvest. So that is some great ways to get more out of each plant. Longer veg time and, uh, you know, pruning and low stress technique and screen of green trellising all of those are ways to just improve the uh, quantity and quality of what you're going to get out of each plant and sort of circumvent these like low plant limits that you know, you know are imposed by government sometimes so if you got your six legal plants growing use these techniques to get the most out of them all right Good stuff. I bet that is going to help a lot of people who are going to be growing under these uh, conditions. 
Yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Thank you for the tip. And now it is time to answer some questions from our listeners. If you have a question that you would like answered, uh, email us. That is info at growbudyourself.com. What do you say we jump right in here? Let's do it. All right, let's start off with the DC home grower who writes, Hola, Danny and Mike. Binge listener here. Uh, Thank you for the hours of education and encouragement as I level up my indoor and outdoor grows this year. Uh, Everything was going great. I was a week away from flipping to flower and then boom, russet mites from a friend's clone. Within a week, uh, what I thought was a foliar burn on my plants turned out to be a russet mite infestation. All my growth tips are looking terrible, though the infestation isn't out of control yet. Uh, I would say we're at a moderate infestation, and fortunately I'm still in veg. I sprayed twice with Azamax, but it doesn't look like it knocked them down too far. I'm going to try Pyganic next. What other products should I be looking at? How often should I be spraying? It's a six-light grow, and I have spent thousands of dollars and months of labor getting to this point, so is there any way to save my grow? Please help. Uh, what advice would you give to DC Home Grower? Yeah, I mean, I think I have uh, some bad news for you, because if it's that bad of an infestation, as you say, you may really have to tear down and start fresh uh, and new, and I mean down to like the studs possibly, so uh, it's pretty bad news. Russet mites are very tough to get rid of. Uh, There are IPM uh, systems to basically fight them back, uh, but to actually rid yourself of them without basically killing off the plants and starting over is rough and they can last for a long time in the, in the wood and, and, and things like that. Um, actually our guests we had on the show today, Tommy and Elaine, uh, are doing a special bonus, uh, russet mite video for us as far as IPM goes in. And that's if you catch them early, uh, before an infestation has gotten out of control. Once it's out of control, it's pretty bad. So I don't have very good news for you. Uh, I'm hopefully, you know, maybe you just keep fighting them back, but I think you're really going to have to start over and that's just the way it is. Sometimes russet mites are a real plague. Um, the lesson here also is don't take clones from your friends or if you do, uh, certainly keep them, uh, isolated and, you know, separate from your, your other plants and, uh, you know, quarantine them so to speak uh at least for a couple weeks make sure to clean them properly but uh try not to take clones from friends especially when you've already got plants that are looking great and doing good um and i guess you know lesson learned yeah tough lesson uh we're sorry to be the bearers of bad news um but hang in there dc home grower let's move on to uh, hazy jay-z who writes hello danny and mike Glad to have you guys every week. I can't wait for the next show. A quick question, and this is actually two questions, so uh, take them as they come if you'd like. Uh, Do you need to decarb hash to use it for cooking? And also, uh, when is the best time to transplant plants from an easy cloner before the lights come on or before they go off? What do you think? Um, Interesting. Okay, so decarbing hash, if it's just... uh dry sift then yeah you should probably warm it up uh to a you know a proper temperature to decarb it uh if it's already been pressed hash sometimes that's enough heat to sort of decarb it a bit but i think you should decarb your hash if you're going to cook with it um it it can't hurt it'll definitely help and uh, make it more potent as the thca is converted to thc and that sort of thing so uh i would decarb hash uh, for cooking, as far as the best time to transplant plants from an easy cloner, whether it's before the lights come on or before they go off, uh, isn't really that important. I think you transplant them from the easy cloner into your larger container or into your medium, uh, and then let the lights come on. If, the, if you see any kind of drooping or anything, uh, turn the lights off for a bit and let them acclimate, but they should be fine no, either way. All right, very good. Uh, thank you, Hazy Jay-Z. Hope that helps. Let's go Let's go over to Patreon for a couple of questions here. First one comes from Josiah. He says, Hey guys, I love the old and new show. 
I wanted to shout out your show with Dr. Coco, a really in-depth interview about a medium I love and want to learn more about. I figured I'd ask a question about Coco to you guys after so much listening. Is there a good process for recycling the dead root balls left when growing in cocoa? It's usually very dense and would be hard to break up by hand, and I'm not sure it would be worth the trouble. Any ideas? Yeah, I mean, for me, I would just throw those into the compost. I think uh, they'll break down pretty quickly, and I think it's a great thing to, to recycle them that way. Some people will, you know, boil them or try to cook with them. There's a company called, I think, Root Ease that makes a salve out of uh, root balls or hempies. I'm not sure, but I, I do know that there's people who are experimenting with using uh, cannabis roots in all kinds of different concoctions. But for me, uh, dead root balls, I would, you know, avoid any potential contamination by just using those, throwing those into compost and letting them break down in your, you, you know, your home compost. All right. Makes sense. Um, let's stick with Patreon and go to Willie. Willie writes, uh, what up guys? Love the show. Quick question. Uh, for my first grow attempt, I have a three by three tent where I will grow back to back small autoflower strains. I use an 18-hour on and 6-hour off light cycle with a Bloomspect S1000 watt LED. I also have a small high-efficient LED veg light, 52 red and 28 blue, which is on 24 hours. Will this help with my yield? My theory is having uh, 18 hours of higher intensity, but still having the night cycle trying to mimic maybe a bright moon would help. So what would you say there to Willie? Yeah, that's an interesting question. Um, because they're autoflowers, they're not going to be affected by that extra six hours of that LED veg light. Uh, and again, you said it's red and blue, so it's also not you know the super bright uh, like the bloom spec would be. So uh, I would imagine that it could help you with the yield. Uh, I'm always of the opinion that you should give the plants a little bit of rest time. So you know, for me, I would use 18 hours on uh, and six hours off with both lights personally, but uh, I don't think it'll affect the plants to have that extra light on during, you know, having that on 24 hours. Uh, if anything, it'll probably boost your yield. But uh, again, I like to have the plants have a little bit of a rest period of no light at all, uh, even autos. But uh, we'll see. I mean, uh, keep us posted on how that works out because I think It'll be interesting to see how the plants react to uh, one light being on 18 and 6 and the other one being on 24 hours a day. All right, there you go. Uh, let's move on to Gunja Gonzalez, who writes, uh, Dear Danny and Mike, I'm so happy that you liked my jingle for Strain of the Fortnight. You made my day. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome, man. Thank you. You made our day. That was great. Um, Okay, so uh, he writes, I have a question concerning Danny's book, The Official High Times Field Guide. Uh, there seems to be no way to get this book here in Central Europe. It's not available anywhere, and I'm very interested in buying it. Can I order it from Danny, or is there a digital version uh, that I could buy? So so what do you think, Dan? Yes, so uh, for you, Gunja, I'm going to send you a complimentary book. You're a Patreon supporter. Uh, you hooked us up with that uh that jingle and you've asked questions as well. You've been really a great participant and uh, a listener of the show. So I'm going to send you a book uh, signed this week out to Central Europe. Um, as far as anybody else out there, uh, there is an ebook version on Amazon, but I'm not sure if that's available in Europe. Uh, there's also, I have copies of the book at, here at the house. I can uh, send you. I know it's a little bit pricier to ship them to Central Europe, but I uh, it's not that much. So the book itself is $15. I think the shipping is something like $13 or $14. So it's under $30 bucks, uh, for the book, and I can sign it and all that. So just get in touch with me through uh, the DMs on Instagram or uh, Twitter or Facebook or whatever, and or even through Patreon. Uh, is That's a great way to reach us as well. Uh, but I'd be happy to send it out. I take uh, Venmo and Cash App and PayPal. So cool. And Gunja, yours is on the way. Uh, and thank you for the, all the support. Yeah. 
Definitely. Uh, now, now, is that a deal that we could offer everybody if they make us uh, an exclusive jingle to use on the show? They get a free book. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, if they're if they're big time supporters of the show and uh, you know interacting with us uh, the way that Gunja does, you know, it's, I'll definitely consider it. Uh, also, anybody in the in North America or uh, yeah, North America, Amer- United States or Canada who joins patreon at the 25 dollar a month or 42 dollar a month level gets a free copy of my book uh signed as well so that's another great way to We're get just it if you're giving books away here excellent <laughs> stuff all right so uh let's do one more here um this is from emmanuel in ohio he writes uh hey do you guys have a list of all of your strains of the Fortnite?" Sadly, we do not. <laughs> we don't. Maybe that's something we should come up with at some point. Uh, yeah, the, you know, there's a lot of things from from past episodes that I wish I had uh, had chronicled as far as the grow topics. I, you know, obviously o- over 200 or so episodes or 150 episodes, we're going to be repeating things. We've probably repeated the strains a few times as well. Um, but there's always new strains and always new grow topics to cover. So. Uh, any, and also, you know, I remember that Herb Brooks uh, speech that I made, if anybody <laughs> remembers that and knows which, uh, which episode that was in, any of the super fans out there that uh, can remember that spider mite speech about uh, how, how the Soviets and the spider mites are out there and uh, we can defeat them. Uh, let us let me know which episode that was because I would love to replay that at some point and just revisit it. But I don't want to listen to twenty five episodes or fifty episodes to find it. So um, yeah, sorry about that. Uh, maybe we'll try to at some point list them out. Uh, but uh, we're happy that people enjoy the strain of the Fortnite and uh, the new tune that goes along with it as well. Yeah. So basically, if we were better at our jobs, if we had our shit together, we would have that but we don't so we apologize but uh thank you to everybody who wrote in um if you have a question that you would like answered on the show get in touch with us uh you could email us that is again info at growbudyourself.com um what do you say we take a little break then come back and wrap this show up let's do it All right, welcome back, and we are wrapping it up today. It's episode 48. Thank you to Jacques and Winstrong. Thank you to New York State for legalizing. Thank you to Excelsior Extracts, Tommy and Elaine, for coming on the show. Thanks to our sponsors, Excelsior Extracts, Sweet Leaf Nutrients, Diamond Cut Co. Trimming Scissors. Use the code DENKO15 at Sweet Leaf, uh, DENKO20 at Diamond Cut Co., uh vapor.com uh use the code gby at vapor.com for 15 percent off of your vaporizer needs um thanks to you mike g how you feeling i'm good man yeah this is a good day absolutely what a day for new york and hopefully for the rest of the world and the country and everybody else uh it's a new day a new dawn we are legal in in new york and hopefully will be legal where you are if we're not already sometime soon thank you guys for listening thanks to all the patreon supporters we've got some brand new uh sponsors coming next week so we're very excited about that and please support us on patreon at patreon.com slash danny danko i think that's the wrap should we put this one in the books it's also isn't it opening day for baseball mike oh yeah look at that perfect timing opening day today for baseball so why don't we uh take us out to the ball game with some cracker jacks and put this one in the books 